When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Geekscapists. Welcome to a brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London. I sometimes have to tell myself that. Sometimes I wake up with an existential crisis and think, wait, who am I? What am I doing here? Well, once a week, we sit here and do a podcast for you, talking movies, video games, comic books, TV, all that Comic-Con goodness. And uh, it helps me get through my existential crisis because I get to once a week sit here and tell you, I'm Jonathan London, and this is Geekscape. It helps kind of like recalibrate me. So uh, welcome to Geekscape. Happy Memorial Day. We're recording this on Memorial Day. And I just want to say, no matter where you think our country's headed, what direction, or maybe you disagree with things that are going on, maybe you love it. Uh, we do want to take time today to remember those people who have paid the ultimate sacrifice uh, to get our country where it is. Um, so happy Memorial Day. I hope you're enjoying the holiday. And hopefully Geekscape is a nice little capper to a day spent off of work. Unless you're Derek Cranevelt, our uh, Xbox Game Passengers host in um, Canada, uh, to which I say, you know what, you're just going to have to wait until July to celebrate your Memorial Day. Uh, well, us here at the States, uh, in the States, we, we, we're celebrating right now. I talked to Super Action Man earlier today, and he said, you know what? Say hello to the Geekscapist for me. Uh, he's at working right now, which is kind of what he does. He just helps protect American interests. Uh, Big Yank says, I dig in the hairdo. Well, thank you. Um, I think I'm just not going to wear a hat today. If you all are watching this live, you're watching over Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. And uh, no, I don't have a hat on. So you get yourself the, the, the hair. How's it look? It looks okay. Podcast listeners are like, hey, what is this BS? <laughs> I don't get to see the haircut. Hop on over to YouTube. Subscribe to Geekscape TV on YouTube and you can watch the haircut all you want. We got a great show today. We're going to be talking about Top Gun Maverick, a pretty awesome movie that came out over the weekend. Also, the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi hit Disney Plus and we've got the first half is this the first half? is this season four of stranger things or is this the first part of season four of stranger things and or is it, and then there's maybe a season five you got to help me out with this thing because we're getting a lot of stranger things between now and july uh but the n- next seven episodes in the stranger things saga hit netflix there's a lot to talk about luckily my good friend Daniel Corey is here. Uh, y'all maybe remember him he did the moriarty comic book he's a longtime geekscape friend and uh, he's here to help me kind of sift through all the geeky goodness that's happening. Obviously, there is Star Wars Celebration that happened down in Anaheim. Uh, tons of news came out of that. Big Yanks, if you're watching this, please start putting the news in the comments because I need a refresher on everything that went down at Star Wars Celebration. You know what? There's a great way to do this. Let's just start the show and we'll uh, play catch up as we go. Hey, Geekscapists, welcome back to this brand new Geekscape. This is episode 633. Can you believe it? 
Uh, we've been doing Geekscape for a very long time, uh, but it's always been fun. It's been good hanging out with y'all and kind of catching up on the geek interests. Uh, Big Yank says, hey, not only is it Memorial Day, it's also Little Yanks' birthday. Can you believe it? Big Yanks, who was has been with Geekscape for 16 years, right? Since the first podcast, Geek Drum, in 2005, 2006, Big Yanks has been a part of the audience, and uh, he has a daughter. We call her Little Yanks because he's the Big Yanks, and it's her birthday. And I think she's going to start writing college essays soon, which is insane to me that we've been together that long. Uh, the fans and the Geekscapists. Uh, thank you, Big Yanks, for watching the show and listening to the show for this long. I know there are several of y'all out there who've been with me this whole time. Keep sharing the show keep uh helping out and uh keep sharing the geekscape goodness speaking geekscape goodness somebody who's hung with us for a very long time even though i i'm i, mean, I kind of just like bring him on the show and i'm foul mouthed and i'm rude but he's always been there he's always been a good friend that's mr dangle cory <laughs> you're amazing you're too talented to put up with the garbage i give you when you come on <laughs> you're talented cut it out you're too talented to do this you've got a really good i mean you're great at writing the comics we enjoy the moriarty books we enjoy everything basically you do thank you uh then you started like this photo art project Mm -hmm. you're also one of the early people who brought virtual reality to comics would you say that i would say i would say that yeah that i was part of that part of the team that spearheaded that yes look how modest he is (laughs) you were the spearhead of the team that spearheaded can we do that yeah, I didn't program it. I had to tell I had to ask them to do it and then they did it, but it was my idea. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. You're yes. a man of ideas. And yeah. now I get this email last week. I had a whole new Geekscape planned and I had to scrap it because I get this email in my inbox that you have a song coming out. I didn't know you had a song. I, I didn't I mean song. I knew you played guitar. Yeah. But I didn't know you were like had a song. Like you wrote a song and you're gonna put out a song on like Spotify and all the different streaming yeah. platforms I, I, i've written a bunch of them yeah this is the first one this is the first single yeah oh so it's so. gonna be an album yeah we're gonna um that's the plan um i'm working with alex calice and dennis morehouse they're my really good friends they have a, a band called bat farm and i've been good friends with them for like know, seven years or so um and we have been for a, a couple of years now been talking about they're like hey we'll produce a song for you and uh Anyways, it was a matter of schedules and stars aligning, but we finally kind of we came together and uh, they produced uh, produced the single for me. And uh, so, yeah, it's uh, me on acoustic guitar and singing and Alex is uh, singing the harmony parts and she's she's amazing. She really makes the song Um, and it's called Nearsighted. And uh, the plan is to do probably about maybe four more, um, maybe about four more songs and have it uh, and then do an EP release. So uh, that's the plan. But yeah, it's hitting June 1st, uh, which is from, from now, from when we're taping. It's, this, it's two days from now, this coming Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we're live right now, mm-hmm. Daniel. What do you think of that? We're, we're streaming live. So if you're watching this on the YouTube or the Facebook or the Twitch. <laughs> Panic attack! Can, well, I, I think you can, can't you go to like one of those platforms and hit like a bell button or hit something that's like a reminder mm-hmm. that the song lands in your inbox or you get a notification whenever that thing hits? Can't, don't the kids do that these days? You know, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, look at you. Look at you. I'm Why don't you go check and come back and let us know? But yes, Daniel has a, a single hit in this stuff. week. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That's just the way it works. Where, yeah. uh, I I just ordered all of the t-shirts for our San Diego Comic-Con booth uh, about nice. an hour ago. Yeah. Uh, so that's well, going down. You didn't wait till yeah. June. It's May 30th. You yeah. Know? So there you go. I, I was insistent. That mm-hmm. we do not wait until June that we order the shirts in May, yes. um, because this is what <laughs> happens every every year. Uh, yeah. and, and this year is kind of weird too because it mm-hmm. feels like San Diego Comic Con's coming up out of uh, they, they're kind of like shaking off the rust of not being around to for the last mm-hmm. two years. But I definitely have some rust getting back in the Comic Con mode, yeah. and uh, so I said, you know what, we cannot pull up to the convention center with a with like the t-shirts we picked up from the printer on the way to San Diego <laughs> because it just turns into a mess. Cause you're doing inventory while you're d- doing all the comic con build and all that stuff. So right, yeah. uh, look for those brand new shirts 
at Comic Con this year, and they're going to be up nice. on the on the Geekscape store. We're also designing a brand new site. We're doing a lot of stuff great. Um, that we're going to announce soon. We're we're doing some great stuff with the network. There's a lot going on with Geekscape, and I'm, it's it's all I can do to stay on top of it. Much less make a song like you got a song coming out so <laughs> dude that's how we are we just keep creating mm-hmm. which is awesome yeah, that's right. uh, we'll, we'll play the song a little later so geeks keep you want to hang out and uh you know you got that song coming up so you look forward to that and be like damn what is daniel Corey not good at what are you <laughs> hey what are you not good at oh so many things but uh <laughs> what what am i not good at uh you know uh i don't know staying organized sometimes uh mm-hmm. You know, uh, keeping the apartment clean, <laughs> you know, mm. stuff like that. Um, there, there's so many things um, that I that I that I'm not good at. I, I'm not good at math. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had to do some math today when I did the inventory. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, you subtract that, carry the one over there. I, you know, it's just simple math. But I, mm-hmm. I had to figure out how much we're selling these shirts for, how much we're yeah. buying for, and the merchandise stuff. I get bad at it, but you know what? We inventorized yeah. everything that we're bringing to to comic-con we're going to be ready for you and as matt kelly says geekscape cannot be stopped hey matt (laughs) all right we're doing geekscape forever shirts that's what you're going to get at the booth this summer they just say geekscape forever because what else we got to do let's hope yeah i mean speaking of things that have hung around a long time uh we went to see this top gun movie top gun Mm -hmm. maverick yeah uh holy crap did we really ever think that we were going to get this movie? It had been talked about for a long time. I know that mm-hmm. Justin Marks had a script. He's credited with some of the story. There's a lot of different uh, writers on this thing. There's mm-hmm. a story by credit for the original writers. Oh, and, okay. I, and then I feel like this has just been through several iterations. They shot this yeah. thing, I think pre pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed they were looking for release windows in the pandemic. That didn't happen. And then, yeah. It just felt like we've been watching trailers to Top Gun Maverick for the last year and a half. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I feel like I've watched the first trailer for Top Gun Maverick before the pandemic happened. And oh, really? I didn't catch it back it then. Everything. I, didn't know, I didn't know it had been around like that. Oh. I could be nuts. That's just no, I you, feel like I've been right. watching. That sounds like something trailer. that would happen for sure. Yeah. I just feel like we've been watching this trailer for a long time. And yes. then finally we looked up and it was like coming out in a week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and not only was it coming out in a week. You started hearing how good it was. Mm-hmm. And everybody I talked to said that Top Gun Maverick was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And that it was the movie to see because I wasn't going to go opening weekend. I was like, you know, I love the first Top Gun movie as a classic Hollywood kind of 80s film. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's got all the yeah. different tropes and it built a lot of those tropes, right? Like the Tony yeah. Scott movie had a lot of those kind of like, um, and this we get the, a lot of those action yeah, stereotypes. Like the- the machismo, the the, mm-hmm. the the clever taglines, all that they they were certainly you know, and you know the the, the Cold War mindsets and cool one liners, yeah. and they've mm-hmm. got some great lines in it that uh, you know. There's a lot of callbacks, and mm-hmm. I got to tell you, Top Gun Maverick checks all the same boxes, but in a very fresh way. Yeah. It it, mm-hmm. it felt like a this is it felt fresh and nostalgic at the same time does that make yeah. sense yeah no it, it did because they like like you said i mean they definitely did so much fan service there's, i'm not going to ruin anything uh mm-hmm. for anybody who hasn't seen it because uh just came out but there are a lot of callbacks and so you it, you'll be happy about that it, that that's the fun thing if you go see it um in a crowded theater on the weekend uh at, at, in the evening or something you'll get people applauding like when i saw it i saw it the chinese in hollywood and um last thursday and there was a lot of applause and cheering and you know people were waiting to see if some particular thing would happen and when it did they were so happy you know and uh, i wasn't as excited as them about a lot of that stuff but um i enjoyed their joy um but oh yeah uh, people were cheering for sure yeah and what you say like yes it does satisfy the things that you think are going to happen and Mm -hmm. it did create the blueprint over 30 years ago of this type of movie, or at least it helped mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, in, you know, it helped establish that blueprint of what a, mm-hmm. an, a Hollywood action movie should be. Yeah. But when it satisfies those things this time around, it's so satisfying. <laughs> this yeah. movie is so satisfying and 
you yeah. want to pump your fists. You're super invested in it. Yeah. And it was good seeing these characters 35 years later. Yeah. Um, it Does it feel like there's another Top Gun movie in the future? I, I don't know if I was as invested in the new characters, uh, like the new generation of pilots. Right. I, I feel like was this should Tom be Cruise, it, you know. But... I think this should be the bookend. I would, I would, I would, I would hope if they do, if they do another cash grab and do another one, they'll do that. But um, mm-hmm. this would be, I, I would say this is legit. This is a legit bookend, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, like like we were saying, they answered a lot of things from before, a lot of callbacks. But I feel like things were a little more up to date um, as far as attitudes. That there's still like a machismo, but kind of like the the real the really macho guy in that squad is portrayed he's the jerk you know what i mean sure and there's kind of mellowed out you know you kind of root for the sensitive members of the squad oh absolutely do and there is a female pilot and i feel like jennifer Connolly didn't want to you know as the female love interest Mm -hmm. i felt it was realistic that she was the age of tom cruise's character yeah and and, and that she was she was age appropriate she had responsibilities in a life of her own she'd lived a life and yeah uh and she was going to demand respect out of this fly yes. boy who sometimes you know they doesn't had meet his commitments and it was yeah. just like she met him and immediately fell for him kind of a thing and they did that in the original movie you know and the whole movie the original movie really hinged upon that the original movie really only hinged around that love story and um, I'm like Kelly McGillis, I thought was very good. She had gravitas and, you know, uh, was a strong presence. I mean, she's smarter than everybody in the room, but mm-hmm. they they did program bacon, this thing where she cannot help falling in love with this, you know, guy. Uh, you know, it was, it was much more back then type of thinking. Now it's like, you know, there are reversals. Um, you know, it, there's a lot of, you know, small visual and psychological reversals in this movie where, um, Jennifer Connelly definitely is ahead of the game on him in uh, in in most of the ways. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to I want to ruin anything, no. but particularly at the end, there's a shot where it's like that would have been him in the original movie, but they put yeah. her in that shot. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she's uh, she's wearing the pants this time around, Maverick. Yes. Sorry about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. The relationship too, and uh, Geeks gave us. We don't want to spoil the movie, but. Uh, Miles Teller plays Goose's son. You're going to know that mm-hmm. very early on. Yeah, it's and in the so trailer. Yeah. When, you know, you have Maverick r- returning into, he, he has to enter back into this kid's life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, they've had a complicated history, you learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and he almost has to adopt this kid while keeping him out of harm's way. But putting him in a jet to be on these dangerous missions, and the, the mission in this movie is very dangerous, you're going to have to put him in harm's way. And he has to wrestle with that um, because uh, he's still dealing with the ghost of Goose, Goose's death in the first movie. And that mm-hmm. has haunted him for 35 years. And I thought that was a really cool place to start yeah. and to also use as a reason why Maverick hasn't exceeded the rank of captain, why he has yeah. not become a politician, why he has not become one of the heads of the, the Navy. He is still stuck in this arrested development based yeah, on this grief he's past. felt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. I, I I definitely dug it. I thought it was a really well written movie. And Joe Kaczynski, I don't think he's made a movie I wasn't impressed by. I, I don't mm-hmm. I, I didn't love the the Tron Legacy, but it was incredible. I think mm-hmm. Oblivion's are a absolutely overlooked movie. Yeah. Um so he's a director that every time he makes a movie, you know, I, I know everybody talk about the Christopher Nolan, and deservedly so. They talk about Christopher Nolan and these other directors, uh Matt Reeves doing some really impressive work. I would say Joe Kosinski is in that. Oh, sure. Range, for sure. He could definitely deliver really, really impressive big, stuff. Yeah. He, del- he delivers the big epic thing. He's just, you know, not, not everybody can do that. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of his, like I, uh, I was a big fan of, of Tron legacy and I liked oblivion too. Like you said, nobody really, it's kind of forgotten, but it was a really, really nice movie, you know? It's a cool um, sci-fi movie with some cool twists. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, absolutely. And uh, this one was like, you know, it's like you say, it, it was well written because the, it, it, it checked all the boxes as far as Top Gun is about relationships. It's about the friendships. It's about the love interest. This time we're concentrating more on friendship than we are on the love um, interest part, you know, and it's more about, um, well, it's more about, uh, well, it's kind of more about father son thing with him and Miles Teller, you know, so maybe it's a, a brotherhood or something like that kind of, but uh, in the middle of all that, really there's this through line of action movie, you know, it's almost like a mission impossible movie. Actually it's star Wars, 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, we got to fly through this trench and hit this small target, blow up yeah. this entire base. How are we going to do that? I was like, I think I've seen this before. But um, <laughs> it's like it's as if um, this whole movie is the third act of A New Hope, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, that was not present. In, I mean, that wasn't the thing in the original movie. The original movie was a love story about these guys training in school. It's almost it's like more of a coming of age story. And they tag on a, a, an action scene at the end. Oh, wait, you, you just graduated from the academy. And guess what? There's some MiGs flying out of the ocean. You got to go check on. You yeah, know, to not um, spoil anything, this movie does all build towards a major action sequence at yes. the end of this movie. And it is yeah. training. It is. Top Gun is training very much for that action sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brent Kotner says, you know what? It was great for the theater. Absolutely. Especially if one can see it in Dolby Vision with Atmos. This dude is... Do you work for Dolby? What's going on here with this guy doing the, the plug <laughs> for Dolby Vision with Atmos? I, I saw... You know, come on now. Come on. Uh, watch, it, watch it in the cockpit of a plane if you can. That's, that's how you got to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it in... Um, I saw it the Chinese in Hollywood. Like I said, uh, they have the, the laser IMAX. Like... For me personally, that's the best projection I've ever seen in my life is at the Chinese mm-hmm. in Hollywood. We got a lot of wonderful theaters around here in LA that have wonderful projection and everything. But I, I think that the Chinese, the IMAX screen there, you just can't beat it. So I was I was happy to see it in there. It was I saw it with my friends uh, Renee and Julie. Renee, um, I think you met Renee Ruiz, my friend. Uh, yeah, you've met Renee. He's hung out with us a lot. He's the singer. Um, he's a cappella vocalist, and he's been around at. Um, comic-con with me and stuff and we've hung out with him but um he's the instigator in our group that gets the tickets and gets everybody together so just shout out to to renee and julie they're both wonderful talented singers shout out to you guys um i'm you know what daniel you're just gonna have to bring them back by the booth yeah yeah the pandemic (laughs) pandemic did wipe out a lot of things yes I'm, (laughs) i'm a newborn uh you went to see the new house garland movie yeah, I just came back from it. Um, actually, I mean, uh, like uh, we we arrived in the apartment an hour ago, <laughs> and I'm um, and the movie. Uh, uh, so the movie is called Men. For anybody who doesn't know, it's an A twenty four film. It, yeah, it is. It is very A twenty four. Yeah, very. Because <laughs> I love his movies. I think oh, absolutely. It, I, I the one too. that he did about AI was awesome. Yeah, Ex Machina. Uh, that's, Ex Machina. I've watched that so many times. So many and times I've watched it. The Natalie Portman one was really cool. So good. So About good. like that weird terraforming area mm-hmm. from a meteor landing or this and that. Like that yeah. was my, that was awesome. Yes, absolutely. So I was stoked that he was going to make another movie. And then I see the trailer and it feels like that 824 random horror psychological stuff that hasn't mm-hmm. really worked for me. If you, I'm sure if Geekscapists are into that stuff, like Hereditary mm-hmm. and, and this and that, they, they might be into that. But yeah, uh, it's yeah, he's going to he's doing something different. You know, it's a horror movie. It's psychological horror for sure. That's how I would I would describe it. And, um, and so you haven't had a chance to see it. I don't know yet? if I would, okay. Daniel. Okay. Those, those right. movies don't really hit the same for me. But okay. I mean, if, if you're a listener like Horror Movie Night uh-huh. and that crowd over here on the Geekscape Network, that might be more up your alley. I, I, I bet right. the boys, I bet the boys over at Horror Movie Night will talk about it and yeah, uh, be into that. Yeah. But no, nah, yeah. it's too, too squishy. I'll be watching Chippendale Rescue Rangers for the 18th time. Oh, I got you. I got That's you. That's what I'm about. Yeah, I, I don't watch a lot of horror movies either. I, I I dabble here and there. And it's mostly, if I do watch a horror movie, it's going to be an A24. It's going to be something that's a little more high, high, a little more elevated, a little more artsy. And that's what... That's what this this was. You know, it's it's a more elevated horror movie. You know, I, I don't... I don't, I, I can't... I think I've watched the original Halloween. That is the only slasher movie I've ever sat all the way through. As, you know, so I, uh, that that's the only I've never watched a Friday the 13th. I have never watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, oh, so, yeah, if I'm going to watch a horror movie, it's only pretty much artsy uh, psychological horror or like uh, the uh, the um, um, uh, the ones. with Oh, oh my gosh. The, the Ch- Patrick Wilson, um, the one the, the country. Hey, yeah, I watched those. The- those. Yeah. Some some of the demonic horror stuff is 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 uh is good but i can't i can only watch it uh, a little bit here and there here i am clutching my cross uh but uh, I, I can only watch it some because it scares me so much but the conjuring movies i really liked because it's about this uh couple of christians going around kicking demons ass you know so <laughs> so, so your so your religion your belief is what keeps you from a lot of those films you just it's too much into the satanic or too much into the occult or wh- where do you draw the line because it feels to me like the conjuring stuff mm-hmm. would be the the closest to some level of 
Right. Well, I don't yeah. stay away from it because it offends me. I stay away from it because I think it's scary. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But okay. the conjuring, the conjuring scared that crap out of me. Those movies were so scary, but um, I loved them, you know, because I was I was a real big fan of them because of the way they just presented the heroes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, but then you know, it just depends. I like I never wa- I didn't watch Hereditary just because like, a friend went and saw it and he was like, Yeah, you might this one might freak you out a little too much, <laughs> you know. So yeah. But yeah, so some of the demonic horror stuff is good. Uh, some of it, most of it is too scary. Psychological horror is is good sometimes in doses. Slasher stuff, I have no interest in. So yeah, yeah. so not, not a huge horror guy. But okay. but this this yeah this one was I mean it was it was interesting. If you like, it's really 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 bloody, really gory. Okay. So there's that. And it's psychologically crazy. And you're going to be like, what? I can't talk about it too much. Cause it's just so weird. Yeah. It's hard to describe and you just have to go experience it if you want, but just only go if you really like horror movies in general. And if you really are okay with a lot of, a lot of gore, uh, but it, it has a good, I think an overall decent statement to make, in, you know, about whatever it's going to, I don't want to say what it's about, but no. yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Matt Kelly says, Jonathan only likes horror movies that involve an enchilada based emergency. That is very true. One of my top, uh, horror enchilada. films okay. involves a guy running into a porta potty because the enchiladas he ate are upsetting his stomach. You were talking about Friday 13th part five. Uh, <laughs> come on, horror. Hey, you could, that's a trivia. You could, you could have answered that one. That was easy. Come on, Daniel. You're gonna come over and we're gonna watch Friday thirteenth part five where the guy runs in the porta potty where Jason kills him. Spoilers. That would be Jason fine. Kills him in the, he kills him in a porta potty. There's a little bit yeah. of a comic book sense to that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of like comic book horror and uh slashers, uh this weekend saw the return of Stranger Things. I'm gonna talk about the season four of Stranger Things, of which I yeah. or I've seen some of I've seen the first four episodes of. Uh, they're long episodes, um, yeah. and I'm going to say it in a non-spoiler way. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of season three, like you had the the whole crew uh, kind of disperse, where like right. Eleven had lost her powers, and, and like Sheriff she... went off into another dimension, right? Or no, well, the sheriff you thought got atomized, and then there's a stinger that he ends up in Russia, uh, and they oh, pick okay. up. So, so right, right now. In Stranger Things season four, they're kind of like all separated, mm. but the Mind Slayer, which is the villain that's behind everything, the kind of like melted mm-hmm. face Freddy Krueger looking thing that's in the Upside Down, uh, he is starting to kill kids again, and there's a mystery to it. And they all, and this thing is going to lead the uh, crew to start getting back together, even though they are like in different states at this point. And uh, like what you're talking about is. The sheriff's like on the other side of the planet. He is in Russia. And so there's a whole storyline of him in Russia and uh, Winona Ryder's character has got to go find a way to like reconnect with them and find First off, she has to find out that he's still alive. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of time spent with everybody coming back together. Yeah. I got to tell you, um, it's it made it feel to me, having only seen the first four episodes of this, uh, just in general, it feels to me like the new characters like Eddie, Eddie owns it. Eddie doesn't need a lot of story to get his narrative going. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the characters that were established in the prior three seasons that were catching up again with uh, you're reestablishing kind of where they've been, where they are in relation to each other and then getting their engines kind of going is taking a little bit of time for me. Mm-hmm. I always, I felt like the established characters were, are at a disadvantage narratively to the new characters who right. were really working yeah. right off the bat. Uh, so it's been fun. It's been fun to watch the new characters. Uh, Eddie is the MVP. He's the D- the, the kind of like kid who listens to metal and is like the dungeon master. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so that he's a fun character. He's like the long haired metal head at the yeah. school who you buy your drugs from. Um, and I think he's MVP of the season so far for me. Okay. I will definitely be watching all the episodes. It's really well done horror. It mm-hmm. is starting to remind me a lot of Nightmare on Elm Street. So the mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street stuff of like having another world, like where Freddy can get you in your nightmares and your dreams. Yeah. And then what's happening with the upside down and how the mind slayer can kind of access you mm-hmm. through visions. 
yeah. uh, it's feeling very Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm, it, you oh. know what? I'm a big night- Nightmare on Elm Street was my jam, so I'm enjoying mm-hmm. those visuals. I feel like the Duffer Brothers should be involved in any Nightmare on Elm Street remake, and uh, that's got to happen at some point, I would think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Matt Kelly, who is our horror aficionado here on the Geekscape Network, he runs mm-hmm. the horror movie uh, podcast, Horror Movie Night. He says, "Just one episode in, I was floored uh, with how horror." Uh, based this season is right out of the gate uh yeah it's horrific right out of the mm-hmm. gate so if you're squeamish be ready uh it's funny one of the major new characters of the season is played by our friend casper van Dien's daughter grace oh wonderful she plays, she plays a cheerleader in this season and heidi and i are sitting there watching that first season we're like where does this why does she look familiar this actress looks so familiar <gasps> It's Casper's daughter. Oh, we've we've met her. We've we've been over at the house for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Wonderful. Oh nice. I, yeah. I hope I hope things go well for her. Oh <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. I know. I I have friends on when they when they come on the the shows and movies or whatever that have violence in them. I'm like, oh please don't please don't die please don't uh, die. I, I don't want to watch that. You know. I can't do that. Yeah. Please help us out. So Stranger Things, yeah. uh, season four is uh off and running and it's kind of what a lot of people are talking about right now yeah um, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to be watching i just hadn't had a chance to start yet but um you know uh, stranger things brought me in just because in the very beginning from the very like first like 10 minute sequence of it it felt like a little bit like there's a there was a touch of like close encounters um hmm. and then when when it was will is the little boy is taken you know so i mean there's enough sci-fi in it and it's definitely sci-fi horror but like this there's enough sci-fi in it that 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 brings me in you know and and if they're going to amp up the horror it's not going to bother me i i'm i'm already kind of i'm already into it you know so yeah. and you know cool. creature we had that huge creature uh fight at the end of last season you know that that's freaking kaiju in the mall that was yeah, awesome yeah right you know and that, that i mean that's there that's horror and sci-fi you know that's fun so yeah, yeah. i'm into it I think that the craft is is really impressive. I would like things to pick up a little bit more. Yeah, I thought personally. they I thought they had a slow start last season. Like I thought they I felt the first episode of season three was a lot too much fan service. Like the kids kind of getting together and saying their their quirky little line that they say and blah blah blah. And then There's like not it took as like much three of episodes. Here. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Not as much of this here, but yeah. as far as the story rolling. Uh-huh it's like come on scooby gang let's get this together come on it does feel like the scooby gang and in disparate parts of the country like you Mm -hmm. don't have them all together uh and you're just waiting for that moment where everybody's together and Mm -hmm. they're ready to kick some ass and find out like how to put something away once and for all because i'm guessing this season four or season five split yeah the the second the second so this is the end of stranger things this season right am i right uh well it it's these seven episodes of yeah. all sorts of lengths like some of the some of these episodes are almost two hours long right and then yeah you, i think you get season five or season 4.5 whatever they're calling it i think you're getting that in july and then and that's going to so be the end of summer by the end of summer yeah. you'll be you'll have been stranger thing yes Okay, so that that will that will be the entire story. They'll be done. Okay, yeah. um, like you're saying, they're introducing new characters, though. Who there's probably going to be spinoffs or something. If 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 it stays as huge <laughs> as it is, you know, if, yeah, if Netflix can afford it, we're down. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I Netflix thinking... is starting to compete with like the rest of the of the kids on the block now. There's all these streamers, and Netflix is like, oh, ooh, oh, what's going yeah. on here? We'll yeah, have to start start keeping people from sharing pla- like passwords like oh we got to tie our belts yes yeah. <laughs> some of that learning curve has been coming in the form of disney plus they got that new obi-wan kenobi show on uh the first two episodes of obi-wan kenobi are up as of mm-hmm. uh the recording of this one uh and i gotta tell you i've seen them and we're gonna do a little bit of non-spoiler obi-wan kenobi talk so if you haven't All seen right. the first two episodes of obi-wan kenobi uh this takes place i would say the twins luke and leia are like 10 at this point so that's about as far removed as they are from the prequels Mm -hmm. and you get a lot of prequel catch-up at the beginning of this Mm -hmm. so you've watched the the whole uh what is it revenge of the sith episode Mm -hmm. three you get the first five minutes of the first episode of kenobi is like previously on and it is a super cut of the prequels you get Anakin, you get Qui-Gon, you get Qui-Gon's death, you get the Padme Anakin relationship, you get Order 66 and all that stuff coming together. And 
it really plays an aggressive catch up. What it doesn't do though, and I thought this was weird because mm -hmm. this is where we really should be catching up with Obi Wan Kenobi. It doesn't do any uh, Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels. So if mm -hmm. we're gonna have like these people hunting Obi Wan Kenobi, in which is kind of what's happening in this season, is yeah. these Inquisitors are hunting down the Jedi. Like Order sixty six is where. Uh, you know, we kind of have the rise of the empire mm -hmm. and, you know, you, you have uh, all the Jedi being exterminated. You see mm -hmm. the younglings and all that. And there is a, there's a scene that kind of hit wrong after Uvalde, the shooting, the, the real world shooting oh, here no. in, in yeah. Uvalde, uh, you know, watching this episode two days later and seeing a bunch mm -hmm. of younglings uh, in order 66 in like the opening moments of the show that felt uh, kind of awkward. I know that Netflix added a warning before Stranger Things season four, uh, mm -hmm. directly calling out the Uvalde shootings and saying, Hey, like, sorry about this. Uh, there's some images that might be a little too hardcore and Stranger Things season four does have some pretty hardcore images of, uh, of kids, you know, that are, they go through a rough patch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't, they don't come out of the rough patch, these kids mm -hmm. and stranger yeah. things season four and some of these flashbacks. Uh, we get the same thing with order 66. You do see like younglings in the Jedi temple uh, getting hunted by stormtroopers. And you're like, Holy crap, this is hitting way different. The, the week yeah. of Uval the, the, the mass shooting in Uvalde. Yeah. Uh, and then of course you jump forward 10 years and you catch up on Tatooine with this hermit out in the, uh, Deserts of Tatooine and mm -hmm. uh, what we're going on there. I will tell you without telling too much of the story, um, this Tatooine feels more populated than the one in Boba Fett. This is a more, it sounds silly because it's sci-fi, a different planet. This sounds like a more, this feel, this looks and feels like a more believable Tatooine. It, yeah. In Boba Fett, everything it was from, pretty sparse. It felt yeah. sparse. It didn't really feel believable or populated or like all the yeah. characters there had their own narratives. This yeah. Tatooine and Obi Wan Kenobi feels populated. It feels real. It feels like the Obi Wan. It feels like the Mos Eisley from Episode Four. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, the good. that's the Tatooine. It feels like that really helps. That that makes you feel like you're watching some Star Wars. It's the used universe that you got used mm -hmm. to in the in the original trilogy. It's the used universe that the Mandalorian did really well, where it yeah. felt like every character on screen had their own storyline. Mm -hmm. um, where it goes from there, uh, have fun. I uh, I have some reservations, but I'm going to hold those out <laughs> for the full six episodes uh, okay. when we do the catch up with with Ian. Uh, I'm going to enjoy them. It's yeah. Star Wars, and it's well done Star Wars. So I'm Good. excited about it. Uh, I am worried that some of the narrative is starting to feel familiar to some of the other Disney mm -hmm. Plus stuff that we've seen. So I'll uh, okay. I'll wait. It might yeah. just be the first two episodes, but we'll see what happens over the course yeah. of the six. I've seen yeah. I've seen Mando and Boba Fett, but I, I haven't had a chance to watch this one yet. But I'm definitely going to, yeah, for sure. Every time you and McGregor's not on screen, or Jimmy Smith, who's he's the man, uh, oh, yeah. it feels it feels like it lulls a little bit. Uh, th these actors are just so good mm -hmm. uh, that you and McGregor is just so good at this, um, and you know you just gotta watch it. I don't want to spoil it here. I don't want to spoil the Obi-Wan. All right. But, uh, I will tell you one spoiler. Okay. Jonathan's favorite character mm -hmm. is a Jawa. Okay. <laughs> and you'll know it. And you'll know why. All right. I, I like those characters uh, who are a little jerks and they run around. <laughs> Stealing I like, stuff. I like, yeah, I like the Jawas who are little jerks. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and you, you definitely get a jerk Jawa in the first episode of this one. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah. It's fun. I'm into it. Uh, let's see what is going on. Because uh, Star Wars had their celebration this weekend in Anaheim. Did you yeah. go to the, the Star Wars celebration? Yeah. I could, uh, no, I uh, I did not. I, um, I It would have been nice. I, I, but I actually, cause it, it just started happening. I'm like, oh, Star Wars celebration is happening? I mean, I don't know anything about it. I mean, do, can anybody get tickets? Or is it an invite only? Or you have to know somebody? Blah, 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 what I, it, I think it's a yeah. Comic-Con. I is went it, once. Oh. Oh, okay. I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. And this is not this isn't gonna be a popular opinion with okay. our friend Big Yanks, who okay. according to Big Yanks, Disney can do no wrong. They okay. could have done okay. they could have done the Encyclopedia Britannica series of Boba Fett uh -huh. 
And he would have been, he would have been like, this is the greatest science fiction series of all time. <laughs> right. Which, yeah. you know, Book of Boba Fett was, I don't know if I wanted an Encyclopedia Britannica series of that, but <laughs> he would have loved it. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is a kid who's like on eBay looking for Grogu Pez dispensers at the moment. Okay. okay. He lo- Star Wars can do no wrong for him. Yeah. Uh, I went down to Star Wars Celebration a few years ago and mm-hmm. I got, this is what happens. I get there at 10 o'clock. I get the parking, I walk over, I, maybe I get there at nine, whatever I got there. Mm-hmm. And by the time I get the badge and I go through the line and all this stuff, it's probably 11 o'clock. I'm on my car headed home by one o'clock, including having oh. gotten lunch. Like it's just, it's a lot of Star Wars, man. If, if you don't like Star Wars, do not go to Star Wars Celebration. If you love Star Wars, if you got midichlorians pumping through your veins, hardcore, you go to the, you love Star Wars Celebration. That is the mm-hmm. place for you. It is your favorite place on the planet. They had some really cool stuff going on there this weekend. I just know that when I went, it was like ODing on Star Wars. I was okay. out in two, in two hours. Mm-hmm. It was, I was tapped out in my car looking for a place to pick up lunch on the way back to LA because it was <laughs> it, it wore me out in two hours. Lots of Star wow. Wars. Oh, yeah. goodness. But yeah, I got to tell you, the good news is if you're in Star Wars, you love it. They announced a couple yeah. cool things. Bad Batch season two is coming. That's the animated okay. show on Disney Plus uh, that also picks up where the Clone Wars uh, and Rebels ended. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, there's a new movie that, or a new series on Disney Plus we don't know a whole lot about. It's got to be live action because it has Jude Law in it. It's called Skeleton Crew. John Watts of the Spider Man trilogy is mm-hmm. directing. So the oh. Spider Man Home trilogy, which we'll say, mm-hmm. uh, he's directing. So I guess he left. Fantastic Four to walk across the lot and do this, uh, the Skeleton Crew series. There's a lot of news about Mandalorian season three. We're I think we're gonna get it early 2023. Uh, Star Wars Visions, which was like a cool kind of anime uh, Eastern influenced version of a lot of Star Wars short stories, Mm -hmm. that got announced for as a season two. That's really cool. Uh, Jedi Tales. Is it Jedi Tales or is it Tales of the Jedi? This is a prequel know. era kind of tale series okay. that tells different stories. And I think there is a, a Jar Jar story that's going to be in it. Um, mm. And on the video game side, there if you're a fan of the Fallen Order video game, mm. which is like it, the Fallen Order game kind of felt like Tomb Raider or one of these like third person uh, kind of cinematic games and uh star wars survivor is the sequel to fallen order so that'll be good and it has the same characters uh in it so fans of star wars have tons to be a part of i'm just like for me uh i'll just take this disney plus stuff i'll take the movies i don't know if i'll Mm -hmm. do the video games unless they're awesome i heard the the new lego skywalker saga is awesome but (laughs) yeah there's just so much content daniel yeah there's too much content yeah, and I know. I I actually haven't watched the the uh, the animated uh, uh, the animated stuff, but uh, I've watched you know obviously the movies, obviously, but then um you know and the live action shows, but I, I'm not mm-hmm. knowledgeable about about the animated shows. Now, one thing there was an announcement um, where I think Kathleen Kennedy said all future movies are going to take place in the sequel era, and I don't know what that means. Does that mean post episode nine, post Sky Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. The sequel era is that second is that th- that that trilogy that JJ was a the final uh, trilogy. The okay, mm-hmm. so okay, does that mean it's going to take place during those movies or after? Probably during, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, because like I I I saw one article about it. I didn't really explain it very uh uh yeah. But anyways, the, so that's interest. That's interesting news, I suppose. I know they they say they're they're leaving the Skywalker behind. They're they're done with Skywalker. So. I think that's a good move. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a good move. That's been saturated. Yeah. But I also, if they made a Tales of the Jedi series that took place a thousand years before the, you know, Empire rose to power, mm-hmm. I would be into it. I thought the, the things that got me into comic books were those Dark Horse, you know, Star Wars Star comics. Wars yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. the, the whole, you know, New Empire stuff, the Tales of the Jedi series, all of those comic books that, uh, that they, they were obviously the Timothy Zahn books that were being published mm-hmm. those three timothy zahn books were awesome but the dark empire stuff that came out uh, from dark horse was to me my re- like really major my reintroduction to not just comic books but to star mm-hmm. wars and mm-hmm. uh so if they did a tales of the jedi series i would be 
pretty pretty hyped for that. Or it tells a Jedi movie that took place, you know, mm-hmm. a thousand years before we even heard of a Skywalker. I'd be into that. I, I just think diversity is what I, what I, we want in a Star Wars universe. It doesn't. I don't think the timeline matters. I think what matters is are these new characters. Is this mm-hmm. a new corner of the universe that's not Tatooine? Are these new creators? Yeah. Uh, I think it's cool that Deb Chow is mm-hmm. doing Obi-Wan Kenobi. Narratively, some of that stuff feels familiar. And mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, obviously, you have to walk a fine line with Kenobi because you know where he ends, you know where he begins, you have to kind of stay within those parameters. Right. Uh, and he is observing and protecting Luke Skywalker on on Tatooine. So there's only so much you can bend that character before it just doesn't make sense with the story that we know. Yeah. Uh, so they they have to stay within the parameters. That being said, um, I do want that that diversity. Let, let's have let's have alien leads. I look forward to the Andor show that we're going to get towards the end of summer. Yeah, that'll, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, um, no, I love Rogue. I love Rogue One. So yeah, and I love Diego cool. Luna. Yeah, yeah so. absolutely. I'm looking for that. Did you know that it was like nine episodes or 12 episodes or something insane like that? No, no. <laughs> yeah. You'll be watching yeah. that stuff through Thanksgiving, pal. <laughs> I hope you're having fun with that. Oh, oh goodness. So listen, much. <laughs> There's so much content. <laughs> Big Yanks is so excited right now. Cause we get the Miss Marvel show in a week or two. I think we get the Miss oh, Marvel really? show on June 8th. Okay. And that is the new Marvel series. Uh, yeah. with like the, the young Miss Marvel who has powers that I think will end up semi-linked to Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, and and that we know yeah, from. They got to be on screen together at some point, I would think. Well, they're in the movie called The Marvels, which is the yeah. sec- the, the sequel to oh. Captain Marvel is called The Marvels. So she's graduating um, from the show to, to the Marvels movie. Okay, she's going to okay. join up with Kat, with with her and and I think Photon, who you who you saw in um, Wandavision. Remember when Wandavision? Photon. Yeah, I cop- saw that. And she got the powers. The, there was the, the cop powers. investigating the town. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and know, I, that slipped my it, mind. I don't know. I yeah. don't remember that. Well, part. she got powers <laughs> at the end of the series, and you're going to end up seeing her as probably Photon or whatever she is in the comics. Okay. She was Captain Marvel for a while. You're going to end up with okay. that. Uh, Monica Rambo. Oh, okay. Monica yeah, Rambo Monica Rambo. I remember her. Yeah, absolutely. So Monica, yes. So, so the she's Photon. Oh, Matt just added three podcasts to the network. That's the podcast signal. Oh, good luck. Good luck, Matt. Uh, that siren means that three more podcasts got added to the network. Matt is on a tear. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna have we're gonna have three Marvel characters in the okay. new Marvels movie. We've got Carol well, that Danvers. That's like an awesome team up. The three, there's the yeah, three of them. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure like there's gonna be some scroll action in there. They're gonna be mm-hmm. in space. Mm-hmm. Gotta gotta keep those scrolls in check. Yes, <laughs> so, it, it, because because you're leading into like Secret Invasion, which is like the announced Disney Plus show where Scrolls have replaced some of the Marvel Universe. And... Oh, that's going to be a series. Okay, I knew they were doing I think, that. I assumed I it was going to be a series. Movie. Okay, all right, Ian mm-hmm. Kerner, we need you back up here because I enjoyed that that uh, that comic. Uh, yeah, the, the miniseries back. That's cool, came right? Out. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, <sighs> Daniel, it's yes. really hard to keep track of all of this stuff. Yes, it is. It's, it's coming at us. The frequency is just coming at, at us. I don't know how you squeeze a song out of this. <laughs> I don't know how you did it. I don't know how you did it. it Daniel's got this new song uh, mm-hmm. called Nearsighted. It hits Spotify and all the different places you can find music online. Mm-hmm. This Wednesday, uh, June 1st. June 1st. Yep. Listen to Nearsighted. You want to you Google Daniel Corey Nearsighted, and that's what you want to listen to, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. Well, well Daniel, uh, I think we should play a little bit of the song for the audience. What do you think? I, I, I'm all for it. Let's do it. I have, I have the MP3 loaded up here. Let me just uh, see what we got here. Let me just uh, figure out how to do this. All right. Geeks gave us hang tight. Here's a little bit of Daniel's uh, song, Near Sighted. I hope you enjoy it. Here it goes. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Is that right? Yeah. Let's see. That's. Uh... See, Alex, Alex did that part. Yeah, you hear that? Yeah, that's Alex right there. This song is... Yeah, yeah. I, ha- I haven't even come in yet. Wow. This is the song? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is beautiful. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it sounds like Matt Kelly in the middle of the night at Comic-Con. Alex is really going to approve of this. She is going to be 100% on board. Yeah. 
beautiful. I, <laughs> all right, that that stop, 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 stop. Uh, what is wrong with you? <laughs> that is not the song. My apologies. Uh, I, I don't know why I hit the wrong button. I'm really sorry. That is that is not. That wasn't song. planned. That was not. No, planned. that no, was not your song. Yeah. I I went. I googled nearsighted Daniel Corey, and that is what came out. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. All you right. Have, you have you and your bowels to blame for that one thing. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Geeks gave us. It's actually a real song. It's just not out yet. In two days. <laughs> you have to keep digesting, and it'll come out. Uh, no. Uh, a song. The real song is called Nearsighted Geeks Gave Us. Sorry, yes. just wipe everything that wipe the lunacy of this off the map. I just ignore it. Daniel Corey has a real song. We're going to play a little bit of the music video right here. I'm not going to play the whole song for that. You're going to have to stay tuned to June 1st and find it on Spotify or wherever you get your music online. Uh, but here's the music video for Nearsighted. download the whole song right that's right yeah yeah well thank you for playing it and that's the first time anybody's uh seen it really that, that you, you you it. yeah yeah oh mm -hmm. oh that that is a geekscape original debut it might have yeah. been a, an original debut for the other song too but we don't mm -hmm. know that for uh, <laughs> sure um we're not sure who the artist is on that even uh are you kicking a, a falsetto on that like what's going on with y'all on that one <laughs> you, you, i mean like, like i don't know anything about singing or music or notes or or life oh, um well, the the backing vocals that's Alex, uh, Alex Alex Calise, yeah, singing the backing vocals there, yeah. But I imagine when you're singing, I just know mm -hmm. Daniel Corey's voice. It mm -hmm. it's not that high, is it? Or like I don't know, but like oh, uh, so you think my singing voice sounds a little different than my my speaking voice? It sounds it sounds like a higher. Oh, okay. Like register. well, um, you know, I mean, I'm I'm naturally like a a baritone. You know, but then, uh, you know, with a little vocal training, I learned how to uh, utilize the tenor range of my voice. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's probably what, what you're registering there. But, um, yeah, because I do not I, know what I'm talking about, too. No, no, I no, mean, you're, you're right. No, you, you bring up a good point. I mean, I'm, I'm this song I'm, I'm singing in the upper range on the upper part of my, my voice, my vocal range right. here. Yeah. yeah um, and it had a lot to do with just um, I had seen some. I had a lot of inspirations that, that, that came about when I was, when I wrote this song and uh, you know, I, I went to see a live show some friends put on and a couple of the guitarists um, they played so beautifully. They played like this. Uh, they played a melodic line as they accompanied themselves on guitar. And then they sang like they're playing counter melody. And I'm like, I want to, I want to write a song where I, I play a counter melody and then I, I sing the melody over that, you know? Um, Cause it, it, I, you know, I'll have plenty of songs where I just kind of pick or strum normally um, as most, a lot of guitarists do, but then I'm like, I'm, well, I want to, I want to, I, I want to always try to strive for creativity in my music creation. So 
Um, you know, I was listening to uh, Fruit Bats, and when uh, and I I, I turned I, I turned it off, and I was like, you know, I'm going to write this song now. And you know, and he's got a you know a, a very uh, a good tenor range. He's he's a real tenor, um, unlike me. And uh, anyways, all that to say, I, I came up with a really good melodic line to accompany myself on the guitar, and so I was stuck with a certain vocal range based on what I what I had written in the music. Mm-hmm. So I went with that, and uh, yeah, that was that that was the result. Was uh, I, I was kind of in, in in a higher range there, and then. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So you know, and then Alex joins in on the chorus, and like I said, she really makes the song. And uh, as as we keep going, there's three choruses in the song. The harmonies build bigger and bigger, and then we have we have um, you know uh, multiple guitar parts playing at the end, um, and it gets it gets big and awesome, I think. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's my and also you know my 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 another one of my influences that really specifically for this song where it was like Paul Simon and, you know, he's got a, you know, at a higher tenor range as well. Um, so yeah, I was thinking I was on the fruit bats and Paul Simon side of my creative psyche when I, when I wrote the song and, and made Channeling it. that wavelength. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. And um, you know, we wanted to, I wanted to get a lot of interesting visuals along to go along with my music and, you know, so what I'm doing mainly right now is kind of like what you just heard is kind of like an acoustic Americana type of styling. But then like, you know, usually when artists do that kind of music, when you look at their album covers, they're sitting by a stream playing their acoustic mm-hmm. guitar, with the trees all around. And I, just, I, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't even know that crazy about nature. I like cities. Urban and Yeah, no, I know. The, the pollen I have terrible allergies. I have terrible no, allergies. No. But um you know, and, you know, and it, it you know, it, it, it's, it's timely that this is the 40th anniversary of Blade Runner. It's my favorite, you know, movies of all time. And I love Blade Runner and I love futurism and I love cyberpunk. And I'm like, you know, I am going to go that way with the visuals because I want to deliver something, first of all, visually and the aesthetic that I like. Because um, I like Americana and I like futurism. And I'm not going to combine the two of them. And it's I'm going to deliver a visual that people aren't expecting when they hear that song and then they go watch the the, the video that you showed. It's it's going to be a surprise. There's an irony and a kind of a tongue in cheek and a fun to it, I think. And I call it um, I call it cyber Americana. That's what I'm calling it. Well, um, speaking of Blade Runner on the 40th anniversary, like mm-hmm. Vangelis just died. Yeah, I know. Very sad. Absolutely. And, you know, that's that's that, that's a that's a musician. Uh, that's a composer. I listen to every day, every mm-hmm. day. Um so very, very, very sad for his loss. He was about 79 and they, they said he, he passed in a hospital in Paris. That's all I know. Um, but, uh, you know, my heart goes out to him and his family and we're, you know, we're very, very thankful for the lifetime of music he gave us, you know. And so for people who don't know, he composed the score to Blade Runner and also the, uh, the Oscar winning score of Chariots of Fire. Mm-hmm. So that iconic, those the, those guys mm-hmm. running on that beach in slow motion. And it just sounds that like him. it sounded like the beginning of computer music. Is that safe to say? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That w- yeah, that would be yeah, like early electronic music that became very mainstream. You know, um, so could, analog synthesizers. Those, yeah, you can't think of Chariots of Fire and not think of that song, and you definitely mm-hmm. can't think of of Blade Runner and not think about that score. Yeah, I mean, both no. movies are not going to be the same movie with with a different score. No, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, well, Daniel, we would do a second version of the song okay. where we go completely electronic and like mm-hmm. give it a little bit of a, a Vangelis feel or a techno-ish. Yeah, we we I I'd actually with Dennis less, Dennis less producer and stuff. who engineered it. Yeah, he uh, he's joked about maybe we should do an electronic lyrics and when they when they saw that saw the visuals with it, but um, yeah, we'll see. But you know, this is Play like with it. Yeah, and um, the w- and now the the animation was created by Lodge Productions, um, mm-hmm. whom I found on Fiverr. And I, if you want a lyric video done, go to lo- find Lodge Productions on Fiverr. Are you um, kidding me? That looks yeah. really good. Oh, it's amazing. Yes, and um, the thing that was really nice about um about him is like he, that it was five dollars. Um, it wasn't five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. Yeah. But um, c- communication was so clean and precise, and he understood everything that I wanted. Said I want some Blade Runner, and he got excited about that. And I del- I gave him a bunch of my um, so the eyeballs and stuff you're seeing. That that's my artwork. That's my, my yeah. photography. 
the, but also, my map of the world project sent that I've a little bit of video. Mm-hmm. You sent a little bit of video. You sent some artist images, and yeah. they put the whole it, the, the song's four minutes long. Like they yeah. put that whole thing together. You put it together, and it, it took about two weeks. Get out of here! Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah, wow. and um, and uh, so like the videos were um taken by my good friend Karina Tanahashi. The um the photos of me, <clears throat> the portrait photos are by Annabelle Deflux. So everybody. I want to make sure everybody involved here gets credit and Lodge Productions did the, the animation and I created the map of the world eyeball photos. Um, but everybody, it was a, such a wonderful collaboration to have everything come together and Lodge assembled it all in, in two weeks. And uh, where are they based on amazing? Um, I think he's in Wales. I think that's, that's, that's what his pro- profile says. Yeah. Wow. So, but um, yeah, so I was, yeah. So, you know, I'm coming, coming right out of the gate. The whole thing ends up being a whole, it's music, it's an aesthetic, it's a feel and a kind of, all, a, a, for, to me, a personal philosophy coming right out of the gate. I was very happy. So that's what collaboration can do, can do for you. You know, when you, when you uh, trust other people, you know, and you have a clear yeah. vision that you can communicate to them and they're good at their jobs too, that this but is the, the kind of thing that can happen. Daniel, you're nice though. I can't do that. <laughs> what? You can do that. Cause you're nice. Me? Oh, okay. Uh-uh. In my way or the mm-hmm. highway? No, 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 no. You, you. I'm really hard to work with. No, I'm not. I'm making this up. <laughs> Geekscape is the, the only reason. He's Geekscape, nice. You're nice too. Uh, don't tell people. All right. Mm-hmm. Don't don't put me on blast with that. Mom's nice the stuff. word. Mom's the word. Stop it. I want people to fear me in my, ninja, in my teenage mutant ninja turtles shirt on talking about comics on the internet. Uh, speaking of Geekscape, Geekscapists, and the good that we do around here because. That's just how we roll. Uh, Matt Kelly and the Horror Movie Night crew, who are now getting their third mention of the episode, uh, are putting together a charity this weekend uh, on the 4th. So you have your missions for this week. Wednesday the 1st, you're going to download Daniel's song and listen to the whole thing uh, because we're not going to spoil it here. And then on the 4th, if you're not doing anything on Saturday, the Horror Movie Night boys are taking over all of our socials. So if you're on our YouTube right now or Facebook or our Twitch, you're going to be able to watch those guys pretty much put themselves through a blender of like terrible horror movies or the ones that push their minds to the limit. Blender. We should get Daniel, we should get you Daniel to sit in with them on it. And what's cool about it is it's going to be part of the Geekscape gives uh, initiative. Basically what you're, you're going to want to do is you pick whatever charity you want to donate to and donate and then take the receipt and send it to the horror movie night boys. And you will be, I think put in for a raffle or put in for uh, prizes and, and freebies. Uh, but really, the fun of it is to see uh, the horror mo- movie night crew uh, live stream, watch some horrible horror movies along with the audience, and just have a <laughs> nice. good time. So, if you're not doing anything on Saturday, uh, hang out with the boys and do some good in the process. So, horror movie night taking over these channels uh, this coming Saturday. Uh, Daniel, mm-hmm. it's been amazing yes. having you on Geekscape, dude. It's been amazing catching up. It's been amazing being here. Thank you. I uh, I love how prolific you are, dude. I oh, love that you. uh, you're an inspiration to me. As oh, far as you. as are you to me, sir. Matt Matt Kelly's in the in the chat, and he says, "You know what? We're going to be giving away posters, Blu-rays, T-shirts. It's an all-day party in Matt's basement, live on YouTube. <laughs> so uh, the best place to catch all that really is YouTube.com/slash/GeekscapeTV for the horror movie night uh, festivities." And we're working on a lot of stuff over here on Geekscape, so that's really just the beginning of it on our road to comic-con this summer i might i, I think i'm going to try to get down uh in july for probably at least uh probably at least th- maybe saturday sunday we'll, we'll, see. we'll see and if you are geekscapists the place to find them is the geekscape booth booth 3919 on the floor when so, i when i get there i i i have it memorized i know right where you where, where you are every year <laughs> we are very prominent right there on the entrance of uh hall ballroom c yeah, Sunday Sunday evening, right when the show's wrapping at what five, I, I happen to run to Hey guys, going to dinner? Yeah, <laughs> and we love. And I always, I always end up having 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 a place to have friends friends to hang out with after the show. We love nice. waiting out the the people leaving Comic Con. We this mm-hmm. is what we do when Comic Con closes doors on Sunday. We go have dinner. We come back. We wrap things up, and mm-hmm. uh, that's the way. That's the way we're doing it again this year. Just and I tag for- along every year. <laughs> wait for wait for all of San Diego and Comic Con to clear out and let us load yeah. up the the booth and get it out of there. Uh, well, dude, maybe we'll see each other then. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm missing the 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 song premiere party this Wednesday. 
Awesome. We'll shout out to everybody online and make sure everybody gets to be involved in that. So Great. just keep, uh, keep an eye on uh, at the danger cat. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok at the danger cat. So if, if you want to see more, but yeah, it's, it's dropping June June first on all of the streamers. <laughs> Hopefully, if everything goes right, which it will, it will. So. It's going to be great. It's going to yes. be great, Daniel. And uh, Geekscape is—you know how to catch up with us. Search Geekscape on all your socials. You'll find us. You'll be a part of it. The Geekscape Forever group on Facebook is a good place to go and hang your hat and talk to like-minded geeks, as well as the Geekscape page on Facebook. Uh, we've got everything from Twitter to the Instagrams, and I think the boys all have TikToks. Not quite me yet, but maybe. Uh, Heidi keeps asking me to do these Lizzo dance videos. I don't. I, don't think <laughs> uh, anyway. I have not done. I, I I don't have any plans uh, to do. It. I, I'm new to, is to TikTok, brand new, and I yeah, I have no plans to do dancing videos. But you do, you will see me play my guitar on there, and you'll I see just, lots of eyeballs floating around as well. Nobody yeah. wants to see a 43 year old man doing Lizzo dances on TikTok. <laughs> At least oh, I don't. that's what you're you're wrong about that. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Geekscape is. We're gonna be right back here next week with a brand new Geekscape episode. We love you. Uh, as we like to say around here, go on and uh, don't hate, create peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.